Welcome. You are listening to HS Christians, high school Christians helping other struggling Christians. Today's topic is pornography with your host, Aaron Helms. Hi guys, um, we're back with another episode of HS Christian, high school Christians helping struggling Christians with uh, various problems. Today's episode is actually a pretty touchy one. Um, we're talking about pornography today, and I found a guest who is willing to share. He's not quite of high school age, but he's been there. Um, he's, he's not too far off the block. So here, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, hey guys. My name is Caleb, and uh, I am, so I'm not too far, I'm 24, and um, went to Fishers High School, back, graduated in 2011, and um, was speaking with Aaron, and I'm super excited to be able to share a little bit with you guys here today. So like he said, um, talking about pornography and uh, the effect that it has on so, so many of us, um, and really at a, at a younger and younger age. And so this is obviously, um, since I'm here to share with you guys, something that uh, I, have, I have definitely been through. So I'll just give you guys a little bit of a background, a um, little bit of, of what that's looked like for me and, and where that began. Uh-huh. Um, maybe before you do your background, you want to talk about maybe just since you mentioned the effects, you want to talk about maybe just some of the psychological effects since that's not really... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, so there's there's tons of research out there too, um, even apart from Christian organizations. Um, there's an organization, um, if you look up Porn Kills Love um, and look at some of the stuff that they've done, um, the, the people that run that are, are not Christians, don't follow Christ, but they are still able to see the clearly um, devastating effects that porn has, not only on on our individual minds, right? But also on relationships with other people. Um, and and especially since that's started happening all the way down into like elementary school, we've got, especially today, um, like second, third, fourth grade kids who are being introduced to porn um, because it's not like it used to be, right? Like our parents would talk about, oh yeah, you know, um, there was a Playboy magazine that I saw in the ground at the park one time. Um, anymore for us, um, we carry around porn in our pockets all the time on our phones. And, um, you know, when we get laptops in seventh grade, our parents have no idea what they're giving to us most of the time, um, which was the case for, um, for so many people that I know. Um, and it's, it's something that you guys need to understand um, is, is not a small issue. It's not something tiny that we're dealing with. It is completely um, wrecked our entire culture, Christians, non-Christians, adults, students, kids, um, Everyone is dealing with this, guys and girls alike, and um, it's so huge. And I'm just super excited that Aaron has decided to to talk about this a little bit with you guys. Okay, so you wanna you wanna tell us your story? Yeah, I would I would love to. Um, so for me, um, the very very first time um, that I ever even had had really heard about pornography being a thing, um, that was back in uh, middle school. It was, I played football. And um, fifth grade, we didn't have a, a school team, but I played rec league football, and um, some guys were talking about um, were talking about what porn was, and that um, they had seen some of that stuff. And I heard about that, but I didn't really do anything with that. Um, it just kind of sat in my mind. Um, I mean, at, at that point, when you don't really know anything about it, you're not necessarily curious or um, or guilty because you haven't you haven't actually done anything. You don't even know what it is. Um, but uh, we had a computer at my house, and um, you know it was an old desktop computer. And uh, I think it was a year later, sixth grade. Then I was home by myself, and um, 
I think I started by, I was just, you know, it was like, oh, what is this? Got on and um, the only thing that I could think of was swimsuits, right? So girls in swimsuits and um, and that's, that's where it started for me. Um, and I think that that right there real quick, just to put a pause, is a really good example of um, how we can rationalize and how our minds let us get to places is we start someplace seemingly innocent somewhere um, that we tell ourselves is normal and we end up very far from there. So um, that's where it started for me. And over the course of several months, um, I got to the point where I was not just looking at um, naked people and pictures. I was looking at videos um, and, uh, you know, beginning to learn the terminology of, of how that works and what that whole world is encompassed in and um, really began to, to do that obviously only when I was home alone, right? We have this inherent, yeah. this inherent yeah. um, nature. There's something built into us that tells us this is wrong, that tells us this is something that, that we shouldn't do, even though the culture around us tells us differently. Yeah, but in, and if parents aren't watching though, then it's, it's automatically less wrong somehow. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, we automatically wanna do that when there's no one around us. That mm -hmm. should be clue number one, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, that was me, and unfortunately, I was way more tech savvy than my parents, and so I could delete the browsing history and you know, do all the runarounds I needed to, yeah. um, which I think is most of us. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I continued with that for a while, um, and then, uh, then high school came and, um, I got my own, my own smartphone and my own laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a pretty regular thing for me before, but it got to the point where, um, I think for so many people too, mm -hmm. um, pornography and masturbation are often really tied together. Um, mm -hmm. and that's just because as sexual people, um, our whole sexual life kind of is together and yeah. we, we can't just mess with one part without messing with everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, as, as, I got, as I got older and got into high school and had my own access to stuff, it got to the point where um, I began to, to get hooked on both of those things almost on a daily basis, um, all the time. So um, for a while it was really frequent, but even when the frequency died down, the, the consistency and the fact that at any point in time I could be there as soon as I wanted to um, still happened. And here's the thing. Throughout this whole process, yeah. there's immense guilt, right? Mm -hmm. There is crazy guilt, and not only guilt, but you have to hide so oh, much. Yeah. You know, not mm -hmm. only am I hiding what I'm doing on, on the computer, but I'm also trying to hide my actions yeah. and my guilt, my, um, yeah. my whole emotions from, you know, everyone that I love mm -hmm. and know and care about. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I can't tell them any of that, you know? It's like a different self. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it almost stings worse when people say they're proud of you or um, they love the guy you're becoming oh. or how much you love the Lord, you know, because yeah. there's something that they don't know about you. Oh, wow, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's kind of scary, actually, to think about it. Like, you know, there's that one side that just people never see of you. And I think that, you know, in some degree, probably all of us have that. It might just not be pornography, but, I mean, I feel like all of us have that side that it's like, I'm so proud of you and you feel a little guilty for it. I mean, I I know what that side is for me. I know it's something different, but I know it's still there. And so it's kind of, it is kind of, yeah, refreshing and odd to hear that. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, to know that we all struggle with something, but mm -hmm. um, so often we aren't willing to let anybody in. Yeah. Um, but guys, the reality is we all have it. So uh, if we're willing to be open and mm -hmm. be honest with that. Um, yeah. That's that has to be where it starts. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, 
you said, uh, you know, um, you talked about clues at one point. You said, you know, hiding it was the first clue. There's some kind of other clues, maybe, like if, you know, other clues to help you know that this is kind of not what you should be doing or things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously, if you're hiding something mm -hmm. from people that you care about, um, mm -hmm. there's a problem there uh, yeah. because you know that the people that love you would say otherwise. Um, so that's that was what I said, you know, it's like a first clue, a first warning. Mm -hmm. um, another thing would be, you know, if this is something that you're doing and, and you're doing repeatedly, um, you know, if you're always trying to get on there to get your high, then then there's there's a problem potentially with some level of addiction, right? Yeah. Um, that that you feel like you're craving it, mm -hmm. um, that that you need it, that that's where you're satisfied or happy. Um, that that fulfillment is coming from from mm -hmm. something, then then there's another issue right there is mm -hmm. that you're dealing with some level of addiction. Um, and that hits a point where not only do you need to just talk to people about this, you probably need to talk to someone who's going to help you work through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you're not going to know, you're not, you're not going to know where to start for yourself. Yeah. I like that you use the word high there because I mean, high, there can be good highs, you know, some people get you know, they have a high in the sense of running or working out, things like that. But then high is most commonly associated negatively. And so kind of in using that word, you're definitely comparing it to drugs, alcohol, other things that people use to get highs from. So, yeah, I mean, that's an, definitely another clue there is the fact that it is a high. It is an addiction. It's something that makes you feel good and almost too good, really. Um, yeah, but the, yeah. And the, the irony in that situation is that mm -hmm. after you, you know, quote, feel good, yeah. um, you're left in the lowest of lows. Oh, yeah. Immediately afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, immediately afterwards, you know, yeah. um, realizing that mm -hmm. this is not something that can sustain you. This is something that brings temporary relief mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, goes away again, which is what makes mm -hmm. you feel like you have to come back, back again for more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Silly kind of analogies. It reminds me of whenever I eat a Big Mac. <laughs> Temporary relief. On another level, that's that's yeah. very accurate. For me, that's Taco Bell. You know, it tastes <laughs> good going down, but it's not going to be good after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've identified definitely what your problem was. So, how did you um, how'd you go about solving it? Yeah, I tried a lot of things. Um, it kind of come and went in waves. I actually carried that with me through into college. Um, mm -hmm. And we have this way of telling ourselves, as I did, mm -hmm. um, through every season of life change, right? Like once I quit football in high school, okay, that's mm -hmm. going to go away. Um, once you get a new friend group, okay, like that's going to change something. Mm -hmm. Once you leave high school and go to college, I went to a Christian school, right? To be in ministry yeah. full time. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, oh, guess what? It follows you there. Um, it follows you everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. and, and people will say too, I haven't been married, but people will say it follows you into marriage. Mm -hmm. Marriage doesn't solve anything. Life stages don't change anything for you. Mm -hmm. There's only one way that things will change and that's through God's grace and mm -hmm. his power in your life. Um, and that doesn't just relate to porn. Um, that relates mm -hmm. to a lot of things. But specifically um, with pornography, um, mm -hmm. understanding um, that, that God's power is necessary, but that God is going to work through other people in your life. So that could be a professional counselor, that could be professional help, that could be a pastor. Um, for me in, in college, that ended up being a small group of guys. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, there's a, a curriculum called Less Free Living, LFL. Mm -hmm. um, and we got together and went through that. And it's, it's just giving you the opportunity to be honest with where you've been, with where you are, mm -hmm. with where you want to be. Um, and that 
that brings up something that I think is is super important that I want to share. Um, mm-hmm. The guilt we've talked about will overwhelm you if you let it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a truth here. So this is um, in Second Corinthians chapter 12. It says, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Um, and that's used a lot. You've probably heard that before. Yeah. But what, the, I mean, when you mm-hmm. sit, sit down and actually unpack that and understand that, mm-hmm. um, it kind of brings a smile to my face right now. I can't help but smile. Yeah. It's, um, you think about the fact that he's saying your weakness, your screw-ups, your mistakes, mm-hmm. all of that stuff yeah. is what makes God God's name even greater. It's what mm-hmm. gives him a chance to step in and mm-hmm. do the healing. It's what gives him a chance to step in and do the repairing to mm-hmm. restore you, um, mm-hmm. to bring that restoration to your life. Mm-hmm. And it does come. Um, one other one other reference in scripture, um, mm-hmm. there's a guy named John Foreman. He's the lead singer for Switchfoot. He also mm-hmm. does individual stuff. There's a song by him about Psalm 51. Mm-hmm. He basically sings that psalm. Um, it's really good. You could listen to that song or just check out Psalm 51. Yeah. Um, that's David and Bathsheba. It's that story, right? So mm-hmm. David is the king and he, yeah. I mean, it's essentially he kills one of his own people um, yeah. intentionally because he slept with the guy's wife and is trying to cover it up. That's very, that's a very <laughs> popular story. So, so yeah. you know, you're hopefully not at that point yourself yet, mm-hmm. but to understand that lust can wreck you that that badly. Yeah. Um, but to see what David did, mm-hmm. even for me when I didn't have words to pray what David prayed in Psalm mm-hmm. 51, to go through that and to mm-hmm. repent and, and tell God that I need the joy mm-hmm. of his salvation back in my life. That, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that was really big for me um, and recognizing mm-hmm. that, you know, it's a combination of seeking, seeking the help of men who are going to point you to God and going yeah. straight to God for that restoration too. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what that song is, but you want to, you want to say what the name of that song is real quick? Um, I'm trying to remember what what the name of it is. Do you know? Um, if it's the song I'm thinking of, I definitely know. And if it's not the song I'm thinking of, it's still about the same thing. And it's uh, Hallelujah. That's, yeah. That's From a, Shrek. That one. It, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome song. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. as familiar with that one. Oh, um, that would be Hallelujah. That would be that would be definitely one to look up as well. Yeah, because Hallelujah saw saw her bathing on the roof. Yeah, it is, it's it's an, it's about King David. I thought that was the one you're talking about. That's definitely that's one that works too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so you want to look up that song real quick? Is that yeah, what I'm, you're doing? I'm, that's what I'm yeah. doing right now. Is to try and try and find that <laughs> so, title for you guys. Yeah, hold on real quick on that. We're gonna try to find. Find what uh, song he's looking up. Psalm 51 was uh, was the uh, chapter that it comes from. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the Bible. Yeah. So, sorry guys, it's gonna be silent for a second. I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to find this song. Um. Here, how about how about this? Uh, while you're trying to find the song, um, so you said LFL was something that you know, was one of the keys to helping you. Was it like the main key or did, uh, was there other yeah. things that came into play? So I would, I would preface this all with saying, um, mm-hmm. we look for solutions. We look for fixes. We look for yeah. the, here's what you do to solve your addiction mm-hmm. to pornography. And that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, there's not something that says this is the way it works because yeah. regardless of what program you go through, or what people, mm-hmm. um, you end up seeing, 
if your heart isn't in a place where you're willing to set it aside, mm -hmm. especially if you're addicted to it, then it's not gonna happen for you. And I went through a lot of those different things. Yeah. And I confessed to a lot of different people, including my parents at one point, mm -hmm. but I went on doing exactly what I was doing. And then, then you feel even worse, right? Because you yeah. tried and you screwed up again and people yeah. don't know. And they're like, oh, well, he's mm -hmm. turned it around. So um, yeah. I, I, would, I would start with that to say that it mm -hmm. begins with your heart and your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. um, but then following that, there are steps you can take. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, LFL, um, Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that that program in and of itself. Yeah. Um, it was the fact that it got me in a, in a small group of guys mm -hmm. who were also struggling. Yeah. And we began to hold each other accountable. Yeah. We had people who were willing to put their finger, you know, in my face and say, Caleb, how have you been this week? Yeah. Oh, it's been fine. No, Caleb, how have you been? It's been fine. No, Caleb, you screwed up, didn't you? Yes, I did. Right. <laughs> so it's like they know you well enough to be able to say that to you. They know you well uh -huh. enough to point you in the face and say, hey, I want to help you. Mm -hmm. um, let's help each other. Yeah. Um, and that's mm -hmm. that's huge. So that, that kind of is a good segue into um, maybe, you know, what what is the solution that we can give others? You know, obviously we have your solution. And I think that's a good segue into the solution we can give others. I think that's a good start is having those people who can hold you accountable, who can point fingers in your face and say, you you did something wrong, didn't you? What yeah. was it? And, you know, help you get better from that. Yeah. Um, and that, that's definitely one of those things. Um, you, I'll leave it to you to, you know, think of maybe some others. And, yeah. Real quick, um, the name of that song, um, it's, uh -huh. by, it's by John Foreman. It's called White as Snow. Oh. Um, that's the one. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I'm sure there are a couple real good ones, but John Foreman "White as Snow" is a super, super good song. Uh, Check that one out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'd say so. If we're gonna kind of take what I just talked about for me in, in a broader sense, yeah. as one solution, I would say accountability. accountability. Um, yeah. So that's. I mean, you guys have heard that all the time too, probably, especially if you're Christians and yeah. have grown up in church. But that's so, so, so crucial. Um, that could be one on one. That could be a mentor that you have. That could be a peer. Um, that could be a small group of people, um, mm -hmm. a small group of girls if you're a girl, small group of guys if you're a guy. Mm -hmm. um, that could look like a lot of things. Could be a counselor. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it has to happen. I think it's an absolutely necessary step. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be the only one. Yeah. But it's it's an absolutely necessary step. So that mm -hmm. could be a small group. That could be one person. That could mm -hmm. be um, someone you look up to. But yeah. I think that has to be the first step because mm -hmm. so often it's easy for us to say, I confess this to God, but mm -hmm. not actually tell anyone. Yeah, I'm uh, obviously, you know, different steps for different people and Calimbolia is a good, pretty overall one. But I know for there being so many different unique types of people that there can be multiple solutions. Can you think of maybe a couple of others like that maybe go with accountability or go next to accountability, go after that? Yeah, yeah. And I would say mm -hmm. everything else would go with, um, mm -hmm. would go with it um, mm -hmm. because I recognize still too that I'm still tempted mm -hmm. all the time because... I'm still not not perfect. Yeah. Um, so um, something else. Um, there's something. Um, I'm at I'm at Northview Church working with students, and yeah. Northview does something for girls. They call pure-hearted, mm -hmm. um, and that is, I mean, accountability in a sense. But more than that, yeah. what that is is an opportunity for people to just share. Yeah. Um, to just talk um, and um, release mm -hmm. the things that they've been talking about, and I think that's that's super helpful for some people mm -hmm. to be able to to say. Um, here's what I've been through and to just actually verbalize that. Yeah. Um, and that's the case a lot. I know too, for different kinds of mm -hmm. abuses that have happened, um, mm -hmm. for anything difficult that people have experienced, mm -hmm. um, that they haven't talked about out loud. I think, yeah. um, that's the start of processing. And yeah. so actually taking the time to process through what that has been for you, 
um, is super important. And, and the processing doesn't necessarily have to be with other people. Yeah. The processing could be on your own. It could be sitting down, you know, with a piece of paper and a pen. Yeah. Um, could be a lot of different things. But the processing is mm -hmm. something else that I would say is super, super yeah. helpful towards healing. Um, and maybe one one more thing um, mm -hmm. would be just being in an environment consistently where people believe in you and are going to encourage you. Mm -hmm. um, because you don't have to always dwell on the negative. Yeah. Um, which when you're going through accountability stuff sometimes feels that way. Yeah. Um, it's also about celebrating the victories and celebrating where we're going. Um, like that verse in second Corinthians talks yeah. about God's grace is sufficient. So what does that mean for you? That means that he wants you to live a life for him. That means that he wants you to live a life free mm -hmm. to chase after uh, all the things that he's given us, all the things that he wants us to have and all the things that he wants you to do for him. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think, I think it's super important. That could be a large group. That could be like um, yeah. going to a church. That could be going to a youth group. Yeah. That could be going to a lot of different things. But being in a place where people will affirm you and support you and understand mm -hmm. you for who you are um, and for who you were created to be. Um, mm -hmm. And that who you are isn't who you want to be. That who you are is who God has made you to be. Yeah. Um, so that's important. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that wraps it up pretty well here. You got anything else that you feel needs to be said? Um, I mean, anything. anything. Yeah, I would. I I would just so encourage anyone listening to uh, mm -hmm. to really understand that the first steps are the absolute hardest. I promise you. Yeah. Um, and so go to somebody that um, that you trust. If you don't feel like you have that person, seek out a counselor or a mm -hmm. pastor. Um, or, or just another friend in your life to say, hey, I've, I've got some stuff that I need to share. Um, because the sharing is the start of the healing. Um, you, have to, you have to confess things yeah. before God and before people who are going to help you move on um, because we don't beat it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So be encouraged because yeah. we got God on our side and that, <laughs> it's as good as it gets. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Caleb, for just uh, being here today, being willing to share your story. Um, think that, you know, definitely all the things you've said today will help a lot of people. I'm, I'm really happy to just, you know, have been here today with you. And I think that, you know, overall, this, this is a really good talk. Um, really looking forward to putting this up. So just, uh, just thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for being here today. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Um, I appreciate it, man. Until next got time, guys. Uh, my name's Aaron Helms, one of the hosts for uh, High School Christians, and we will, uh, We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you for listening to HS Christians. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter at HS Christians and share with us your stories of how God has intervened in your life. Thank you.